Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. Uh, welcome to Finding Your Peace, Episode 9. Today, we're talking about surrendering to what is. <laughs> Believe me, I've had a couple of weeks worth of surrendering. And I will share those stories with you and how I responded to it, sometimes reacted to it, unfortunately. And I'll talk to you today about how to let go of expectation, attachment, and control in your effort to surrender and why. Give you some examples of maybe if you don't realize where you're holding on in your life, how you can let go of that. Uh, And if we have time, I will share some of the teachings of uh, self-inquiry because there are three ways to enlightenment. And I'll talk a little bit about that. But of course, on Finding Your Peace, this is absolutely dedicated to the teachings of Jesus from A Course in Miracles. And A Course in Miracles uh, is always about helping you to heal and awaken to your true reality, which is love, which is who you are, which is an extension of the source of God, which is love. So if you have not joined me before and you're not familiar with the Course in Miracles, just a very quick recap. Course in Miracles, Jesus says, is... um, is 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 uh, radical forgiveness. He he identifies that there are two thought systems: one that we think with our ego, which is based on fear, and one where we think with Holy Spirit as our master. Holy Spirit being the voice for God, as He calls it, our inner teacher, your God self. That's part of you that's never left the source. It is outside of time space. It has all the answers that you will ever need. Here's your story, sees your pain and suffering, believes in none of it because not not without compassion, but believes in none of it because these are stories that we tell ourselves in our mind that create pain and suffering. And we'll talk at length about that today. And our Holy Spirit gently leads you back when you give it the little willingness, as Jesus says, to want to change your situation from pain and suffering to one in peace of love peace and love so you have to be willing to to do that but course in miracles is based on radical forgiveness where jesus says we have mistakenly thought that we could be separate from god and each other and we had that tiny mad idea and we forgot to laugh (laughs) so i know that's an outrageous claim but it's true uh radical forgiveness is not the human kind where you say well i'm going to be the bigger person and forgive you or you say i know you've had a rough childhood sometimes you know so i'm going to forgive you that can give you some insight into compassion into other people because as eckhart tolle says nobody can act beyond the level of consciousness where they are and and that alone should be able to help you come to some compassion for yourself and each other it's like we are where we are in the process and there's no reason to blame about that but here's the difference about a course in miracles and this is this is the ultimate truth and this is something that you don't get from other teachings certainly not from new age and i followed the new age to get to here so nothing about that but radical forgiveness is when you understand that everything 
that happens on the outside to you is is absolutely a projection 100% of the thoughts that you are thinking. In other words, we talked about before how our mind is like the projector and the hologram that we see, the the plasma, the the matrix reflects back our thoughts. And so when you realize that, you realize that you're the only one that's creating what's going on. And you have the good news is you have every opportunity to identify those thoughts of fear and change them to thoughts of love, thereby transforming your, your experience. Because as you come to letting go of your grievances and forgiving yourself and letting go of the guilt that you feel about the ultimate separation or whatever you're carrying, because we all, it all comes down to that, that we could be separate from God. And then we feel the pain of that. And we generally attack others. We want to make blame and shame out there. We want to put the guilt somewhere else because it's painful. And that's what Jesus calls an attack thought. So we're going to talk today about surrendering to what is. And um, I hope it gives you just a brief uh, idea about the Course in Miracles, because it is based on forgiveness. Until you understand that there's nothing to forgive, because you are not the body, you're not the personality, you're not the voice in your head, you're not your historical self. And as you understand and let go of your grievances, because you simply want to feel better. And generally, that's, you know, when the pain has become too great, a lot of times we don't move until we're out of our until we're really not in a com- comfortable place anymore. But, um, you know, when, when you get to that place and you start, like Jesus says, removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence that's within you, because the kingdom of heaven, he says, is within you. And that means that God goes with you wherever you go. And he also says that God is, uh, is laid out over the whole world. And we just don't see it because it's not in our awareness. So he says, remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence that's within you. And you will find your real self. And that's what enlightenment is. When you come back to the one presence, the divine presence that has always been and will always will be eternal has never left you. But your mind with its thoughts of fear and projection on others and beating up of the self has blocked that experience from you. And and it as you come to more and more peace and more and more kindness and gentleness and love, which is what we're going to talk about today, choosing those things, uh, you will begin to, to feel the love and you'll be able to love your neighbor as yourself, which is also one of his commandments. And in that way, you will be returned to a still mind without all this dialogue going on. And that is the road to enlightenment, where you simply become one with all things. You come into oneness with God and all life. And, and that's the goal. So last uh, last time I was here, podcast number eight was called Alcoholics Anonymous and A Course in Miracles. And I had a guest, uh, Stephen Mead, who is an ordained ministerial uh, counselor from a pathway Pathways of Light. Now, Pathways of Light is an organization that exists solely to help you to put the Course in Miracles principles into practice in your daily life. Because a lot of people uh, come to the course and they say, oh, my gosh, it's so it's so intellectual. It's so cerebral. It's so uh, hard to understand. It's such a difficult read. But 
as you go more and more into the course, you'll find that it will go less, it will go more and more into an experience. Because as you do the workbook, and you have to do the work, because it's a reprogramming of the subconscious from fear to love. So you have to identify and release those patterns that are holding you back. Then they're just thoughts. And as Louise Hay used to say, it's just, it's only a thought and the thought can be changed. That's the good news. You are in the driver's seat in this way only. Is there free will with what happens? No. Is there free will with how you choose to respond and what you choose to do with it? Yes. Your free will is this, to choose uh, ego as your master or to choose Holy Spirit as your master. And there are two very different outcomes. If you choose to follow ego and make no progress in this lifetime, and you won't if you follow ego, and it doesn't matter what you think about how successful you are or you have a great relationship or whatever, the the things that the world values, that has nothing to do with your awakening. Absolutely nothing. It doesn't. It's it, And it's not your state of consciousness either, because consciousness is right away ego, because consciousness has to have a, a subject and an object. So the minute you and that's two and that's duality. So the minute you say uh, I, the first time that we say I, that makes an I and a me or an I and a you or an I and an it, right? Con- conceptually, a subject and an object. So what you're looking to do as you come to love is that you realize that there isn't anything else but love and you become one with God and and you become one with Holy Spirit and with all life. And, and that's the goal. And then you experience that which is eternal, that which has always been there. And that's that's beautiful. Some people say, well, that's boring. Well, no. Uh, I was listening to an interview yesterday of Gary, Gary Renard, who is one of my favorite course teachers. He's written uh, four books. I hear there's another one on the way. And uh, I would encourage you all, if you haven't read Disappearance of the Universe, to read it because it really helps you to understand the course. Gary is hilarious. Uh, he's very irreverent. And he had two ascended masters appear on his couch about 25 years ago. And the books are a result of their teaching him. He's the student in the in the in the books. And uh, this is what I do here on Finding Your Peace. I share my experiences with you because I'm I'm the student. I'm still learning. I'm on the road to enlightenment. I know what it is. I know what the goal is because I had a divine revelation and it changed my life. I had a, a, a temporary experience of the oneness with God and all life. And it doesn't last, Jesus says, but it changed the direction of my life. <clears throat> and I talk about that in episode one, if you're interested in hearing more about that. So anyway, last time on episode eight, I had like 17 questions for Steve. (laughs) Okay, a little bit overdone, but I I was curious, you know, what somebody else's experience was. And he told the story uh, and and it it, it went on for a while. So we didn't have a chance to get to as many questions as I wanted. But his story was really interesting because he said he found he found the uh, persuasiveness of the ego and um, the magic of alcohol in high school. And he drank like most of his life and uh, ruined his life and his relationships and his business and everything from alcohol was, was told by his wife. He absolutely had no choice. It was divorce or enter Alcoholics Anonymous. And he said, after 17 years of Alcoholics Anonymous, he still didn't, he still felt something was missing. And he was led through a series of coincidences, which Jesus says, there are none. 
uh, to A Course in Miracles. And he eventually healed his healed his life, his business, his relationships. And then he told a story at the end uh, that was that was interesting that I'll share with you later. But I had a lot of questions for him. And I when I finished the interview, I thought, well, shoot, I didn't get to those. And I got from guidance that I should uh, look into the rest of the things that I wanted to know and answer them for myself. So uh, that is that is what we're going to do. As you know, if you follow me, <laughs> I am a psychic and a medium. I read the Akashic Records and I'm a spiritual life coach. And I say that because a lot of my stories and my readings, um, you know, I, I share a lot from, from my experience being psychic, being able to hear spirit guides and that sort of thing, but also uh, being able to hear Holy Spirit and work with Holy Spirit. So I talk about that. And sometimes I share my clients' experiences because I found that in my readings, uh, generally, even if you call to know if you're going to relocate or about a relationship or whatever, I'm able to introduce the Course in Miracles to you. Not always. It depends on what you're looking for. It depends on what you're ready to hear. Not everybody is ready to heal. But uh, they do go hand in hand. You would think they weren't. They they weren't. Um, it's a doorway in, in other ways. Uh, a lot of t- times my clients that call uh, have heard of the Course in Miracles but couldn't understand it and they're really ready to awaken and so sometimes guides and loved ones will come and say just the thing that they need to know that they're holding on to sometimes we find it in the akashic records sometimes it's a psychic reading and then the uh, the course principles can come in for greater clarity forgiveness understanding and healing so i do share that because it's my life experience you know gary had gary renard had two ascended masters show up on his couch so he shows he shares through his particular lens you know his is focus so that's why i say that uh so anyway uh if you're following me at all <laughs> spirit always gives me and it, I, it's my guides and sometimes it's holy spirit which i hear in my own voice which is deeply peaceful or i get a nudging and i thought i heard uh that this week's topic would be about um continuing that that series of questions that i wanted to ask Stephen, I didn't get a chance to, but always what happens is that they will give me a title or an idea of what I'm going to talk about next time. And then what I've noticed, <laughs> oh, wow, is that uh, the next two weeks, you know, I think, oh, I've got the title. I'll write it on Tuesday. You know, that way I won't be at the 11th hour. That never happens. It never happens. It turns out, as I'm realizing, that uh, I have to walk the path as it unfolds, and I share this with you because you have to walk the path that unfolds. We live, we need to live in the now. We live in the past and we live in the future and we're viewing a movie and you need to know that past, future, past, future. Very few people live in the now. But as you live in the now, you will see that spirit unfolds. You will ask for answers and you have to walk it through and watch it unfold. You have to become a witness to your life and you can do that when you're in the present moment so they gave me this this topic and two weeks went by that were absolutely the most frustrating two weeks i've had in a really long time i mean it seemed like everything was conspiring to get in my way uh i had i mean i just had challenges coming out the kazoo it was ridiculous and i was really frustrated because i thought my god let me get something done but here's the thing those things were my work Our work is only here to be, as Jesus says, your function is forgiveness. And we are only here to use our circumstances 
and relationships, as Rupert Spira says, uh, to come to our real self. Now, Rupert Spira is a non-dual teacher. Love for you to look him up if you want to look at other teachers. It's a great thing to do because everybody has their own take on it or their own words or their own story that will touch you. So you can look up Rupert Spira. Uh, S-P-I-R-A or Gary Raynard, R-E-Y-A-R-D.com. His wife, Cindy Laura Renard, also has a website. Look at some other teachers and get their stories about on non-duality. Gary and Cindy and uh, have our our Course in Miracles teachers. So you might want to look at that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm moving along in the last two weeks and um everything came up. Health issues, I couldn't. I couldn't get on the phone to get a doctor's appointment. I, I called for two days. I was incredibly frustrating. And finally, I realized Friday night, and this is Sunday, this last Friday, that the show title was about surrendering to what is. No kidding, right? <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, let's see. So it turns out there are two ways three ways actually to enlightenment one is surrender which we'll talk about today which i experienced and had to put into practice one is self-inquiry which i also use sometimes i'm just going to touch lightly on that if we have time so that you can know because it's good to know that there are two ways i kind of think that course in miracles sort of blends the two but uh and then the other one is a path that, that a lot of eastern uh is mostly uh relevant to the eastern um, mysticism and spirituality, which is devotion to a master. We're not going to talk about that today because it doesn't really apply to the Course in Miracles. But um, so during the last two weeks, um, let's see, let me look at my notes here because I have some stories. Oh my goodness. So um, what happened as I had to go against all these challenges? My mother is sick. Uh, she was on a rampage not to do what was the smart thing to do for her health and for, for me to keep us out of a constant stream of medical issues. Um, I was sick. Uh, there was a lot going on on the planet. I don't know if you noticed it. And this is sort of time stamping this show. But um, I was getting calls from others that were saying, oh, my God, I'm knocked off of my feet. There's so much. You know, we are one mind. We're called the son of God and we are a collective mind. There's just one of us here. And we appear as seven billion plus bodies, but there's only one mind, mind of God. It's called the son of God. And so when the group mind goes through a lot of change or a lot of fear or a lot of upheaval or this geophysical change, and there's a lot of stuff going on on the planet, if you haven't noticed. And people who are sensitive pick up on that. People who are really attuned uh, tend to get squashed energetically when there's a sun flare, when there's geophysical change, when there's upheaval in the group consciousness. And there certainly is that going on. And so there was about a week's time when I couldn't even read. I mean, and of course the phone didn't ring because when I can't read, it doesn't, it doesn't ring, which is good because I, I don't know what to tell people when I'll be able to read again. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And I was just frustrated by all of this, but I will tell you this. When I got to the end of the week, which was Friday night, last night, and I began to write this podcast today, what I wanted to share with you, I realized the perfection of spirit. It's incredible because as it unfolded, even last night, I was getting deeper insights into my fear, into the guilt that I didn't know I was still carrying, uh, opportunities for my healing, 
uh, I saw a relationship that's very important to me. Just keep on healing and keep on healing. One that I've been working on for a long time and I've shared another podcast because I started to take responsibility for myself and uh, and say, you know, give them a little willingness and say, geez, could it be me? Could it be me that's projecting that, you know, and start forgiving and start praying for someone else? Uh, not because you want it for you, but because you want it for them, you know. So this week of surrendering to what is the last two weeks has been really powerful. And, uh, you know, it's it's Jesus says, uh, well, one of the things that I asked Steve uh, in the last interview, and I thought this was really powerful because I said to him, where was it in your journey? I mean, he had this incredible alcoholic. I mean, it was a kind of a wrecking ball of a life. Where was it in your journey that you found that you changed course, that you recognized that you were making progress and that you were healing and make progress? And without hesitation, he said, oh, when I when I looked into Course in Miracles and I read chapter eight in the text, what Jesus had to say about spiritual law. And it goes like this. Everything Jesus says that happens to you on the outer is 100% a projection from your own mind, right? It's an outer reflection of an inner condition. And he said, there are no exceptions to this. No exceptions. And Stephen said, wow. He said, I had to read that several times because I, but it saved me and it turned around the course of my life because if there are no exceptions and Jesus is telling you this and he's already made the trip and written the book, you know, uh, I guess we should believe him. There's no time when there is any exception to the fact that we've created it and that is very hard to get your mind around because we have so much evidence to the contrary don't we our parents the world did this especially you know that's hard to hear if you've gone through a lot of trauma and that kind of thing I mean why would I create that but we have to remember and be kind and gentle to ourselves because the mind and time space only exist in our mind who we really are is not what we've experienced, who we really are, is spirit that lives eternally. And we need to remember that as we will give spirit the little willingness to say, I want to feel better. I mean, I, 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 I'm I, willing to hear, Holy Spirit, please help me to see this differently. And remember that Jesus says in the Course in Miracles that a miracle is a change in perception. It's a different way of looking at it. So there, when you need help and you say, and I do this all the time, Holy Spirit, please help me to see this differently. And in my mind will pop up pictures in my mind's eye of when I uh, made that decision to think that thought to go in that direction. And sometimes it's shocking to me and I have to own it. I really did create what's going on now by my thoughts. Now, the brilliant, brilliant thing about this and the happiness in this And the hope in this is that, like Louise Hay said, it's only a thought and a thought can be changed. You are when you're in pain and suffering and when you're resisting to what's going on, to what is the good news is start to think of it as, oh, I must be thinking a thought of fear that isn't true. And so I'm going to be able with the whole help of my God self or Holy Spirit, my inner teacher to find what is true. And if you will think of it that way, the resistance that you build about what's going on 
will start to diminish because you'll you'll see the opportunity. Oh my gosh, there's hope. It's like you're drowning and you can see the life raft. And and it's, and, and and as you acquiesce to saying, I want that life raft, the life raft plops in front of you. I hope that helps you because surrendering to what is, you know, every time we resist what is, and it's just what is, we, we create pain and suffering for ourselves. I mean, that's just the way we do it. And it's mostly through our inner narrative. It's mostly through our inner narrative. In other words, what we think about it. It's not always the circumstances that we find so difficult. It's the narrative that we're feeding all the time about what we think about it. You know, Jesus says in uh, one of the workbook lessons, that's really powerful in the course of miracles is I am not a victim of the world I see. And he said, you know, that's hard to believe, but it's a hundred percent true. You are never the victim because you are the creator. And the good news is if you can think a negative thought, you can think a positive one too. So um, let's see here. I have some stories to share with you. The whole thing comes down to being willing, you know, to want to feel better. So surrendering to what is uh, has been my extreme experience because it felt like the universe was conspiring to just make things harder than it had to be. And I had phone calls that felt the same way. But notice I said the universe was making it harder. And that's just blaming the universe. And, and, and I knew that. But still, it felt like that. And I, I'm sure I share that because I'm sure you have felt like that. Like, why is this happening? Why is why am I being punished? Did I do something wrong? What's going on? And the truth is, it's an opportunity always. So I hope that you can that you can look at it that way. Uh, I had a lot of conversations with people this week that said, oh, my God, this is so much harder than it had to be. Same words I was thinking. And then on the you know, I, I, I with some people that are on the path. And they said, I guess there's nothing left for me to do but surrender. And, and that's the thing. And when you surrender, here's the thing. You get back in the, in the moment. Um, you get back in the moment. So today I want to, because we live, we live viewing the past, which is generally about grievances. And then we live in the future, which is projecting. And, and there's the unknown and there's fear. So it's past, future, past, future. Get in the now, because when your mind gets still, you can start to witness your 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 thoughts and you can change that so today i want to talk about letting go of expectation attachment and control and i'll just share my story with you um i i had kind of an awakening bell i've had my my spiritual abilities since birth i was a medium and could see my guides and uh psychic and knew all kinds of things even as a as an infant I, I could see that and I was in communication with the other I was having a multi-dimensional experience uh, was contacted by the Arcturians when I was 15 I, and knew who they were I mean I, I've been sort of plugged in my whole life but there was a time when I was five with my guides and this is in uh, episode one if you want to listen to my story when my guides said we're going to step back because you have to learn the lessons that you came to learn and if you're totally with here focused on us and refusing to live in the world you're not going to get there and uh so there was a point where i felt more and more uh going into density and into ego and in the 80s during the harmonic convergence it was sort of like an alarm clock that went off for a lot of us and i began to wake up and then i realized that i was being guided again and and all of that actually in the 70s i started to realize i was being guided but in the 80s i started to wake up and by the 90s I was on a full, uh, full journey 
conscious journey with all the different realms, angelic realm, uh, even even the Devic kingdom, uh, the ascended masters, the galactic brotherhood of light. I was called the wide receiver because I could receive from everybody because I could read the frequency of who was communicating with me. So I was told to leave my home and uh, in California and go to Hawaii, where I was around for, for many, many years, other people that were on the path. And oh, the thing about uh, that you notice if you're with a group of people that are like-minded that are moving towards oneness is that you will tend to be taught from the inside you'll start to receive guidance a lot of us call it a download you'll get information and it will go into your consciousness and what was happening in the 90s was all these mediums and channels like myself <clears throat> were saying to each other geez last night i got a download about letting go of expectation attachment and control and the other people would say God, me too. Okay, how do we do it? You know, and um, so what is so let's take each one of those because this will help you to identify what you're doing and help you to surrender to what is uh, because, you know, all of us were wanting consciously wanting to go towards oneness, but we didn't necessarily know how to how to get there. We didn't understand until I really um, really got to the Course in Miracles. I, I understood for many, many years, 30 years at least that it's about fear or love. I absolutely had that clearly. And I could spot fear patterns and turn them around. But I didn't realize how much this is an illusion, the whole thing, and how you basically back yourself out of the matrix. How do you get to oneness? So this is what I learned. Expectation is when your small mind thinks it knows how something will play out. And usually our expectations are, are of, you know, something we want to happen, something benevolent, like, like uh, oh, this is, well, I'll do this and that will happen. Uh, sometimes they're malevolent. You know, if I do this, that person will die. You know, I mean, you know how we get when we get upset. There's so much going on politically right now that I bet, <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes what we wish on our enemies and the truth is we have no enemies. I'm looking at my phone because I have something saved that I want to read to you. That is an incredible story that I heard a couple of years ago uh, from a friend of mine. And, and I, I looked it up last night so I could share it with you. And he said, it, I, he thought it was a Hindu thing, but I, I hear it. See, it's a Chinese proverb. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. The point is, this is a really good um, definition of expectation. And it's a story that I want to share with you called we'll see said the farmer. So I'm going to read it because it was too long to write down. So here's a story about expectation. Once upon a time, there was an old farmer who worked, who had worked his crop for many years. One day his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, his neighbors came to visit. Such bad luck. They said sympathetically, you must be so sad. We'll see, said the farmer. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it two other wild horses how wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Not only did your horse return, but you received two more. What great fortune you have. We'll see, answered the farmer. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses. He was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbors again came to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. Now your son cannot help you with your farming, they said. What terrible luck you have. We'll see, replied the old farmer. The following week, military officials came to the village to conscript young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. 
The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. Such great news. You must be so happy. The man smiled to himself and said once again, we'll see. See what I mean? Isn't that a great story? Because the mind sets up the small mind and we don't know what's best for us. And and this is, this is absolutely true because we are not connected to our God self, you know, unless you're listening to the voice of Holy spirit or really following your intuition, you're, you're focused out into the world. And so we have all these expectations based on what's going to happen in the world. And it doesn't, that's not the way home. You're not going to make any headway if you're doing that. So that's a story of expectation. So when you think, you know, (laughs) like in the last two weeks with surrendering to what is, believe me, you don't know. And it's okay. Because if you switch that and you see it, that as you roll with it, you are going to see, what am I learning from this? What am I understanding from this? What can I let go about? about what's not serving me anymore that's the way to use you to let go of expectations so and this brings up something really important because witnessing learning how to witness your life is really the first step to being able to awaken because the beginning of awareness is to recognize that you have a voice in your head and maybe you know that already but if you don't this will help you immeasurably because that voice in your head generally is not pleasant it offers continual it's just unbelievable goes on and on repetitive commentary and you know it's sort of like um you know you're standing in line at the grocery store and then you're thinking oh god i can't believe i have to stand in line (sighs) boy i have so many things to do i you know why don't these people ever hire enough people to check out everybody why are they wasting my time and then you look around and you're like Wow, that's that's some haircut on you. I wouldn't go out of the house looking like that. It goes on, and it's nothing is positive about that. <laughs> nothing is it's it's aggravating. It's it's judgmental, and it's complaining, and and it wears you out, and it focuses you on the negative, not on the fact that you and all those people out there that you just blamed are God, and that's the truth. They are. They are what you are. And it's in your mind, in your projections. So to witness your thoughts and, and, and be able to identify the repetitive uh, thoughts and belief systems will we'll show you where you're suffering and where you're in separation because you're not the body. We, we believe it, but we're not the body. We're not the personality, the historical self. You are not your story. You're not your story because it's mostly egoic. So when you recognize the voice in your head, you see the thoughts. And that way you can change your mind. You may recognize where they came from. I mean, this is what I do in readings and I do it for myself. Uh, You may pick up belief systems from family or siblings or what you learned at school or the brainwashing we get from the government and the news, or uh, it could be cultural. It could be past lives, which are just, you know, um, serial dreams. I read the Akashic records, but honestly, the past, the Akashic records are, are, um, are a memory, are stored memory in the etheric realm of um, choices that we have made for fear or love. Um, and, and, and so sometimes that's helpful when you look in the Akashic and you, you wonder why you're drawing the same people and circumstances into your life. And when you can understand what lifetime you had a thought 
form and a hurt or whatever, or an opportunity. And you can come to grips with that. But ultimately, it's not enough to know it. You have to change your mind about it, which is where the course comes in. You've got to use the Akashic Records to, to the recording in your mind. You've got to clean that up from fear to love. So it's helpful to have Akashic Record reading, but you have to go the next step and take that so that you can learn how to heal from that and move forward so that that doesn't keep happening in your life. So, um, yeah. So again, Jesus teaches. Uh, that everything that's happening to you is an outer reflection of an inner condition. And he says, we totally make up the world. We absolutely, and then we believe it's real. And here's the key is that we believe it's real because if it's real, then there's nothing to forgive. Those people did that and they deserve to die. (laughs) And, you know, it's not true. We did that in our mind. And so there's nothing to forgive because it's an illusion. It didn't really happen, did it? It happened in my mind. It's not any different. I've said this before than dreaming at night, having a nightmare and hold, get waking up and saying, oh, my God, that was terrible. And holding yourself responsible or whoever was responsible in your dreams for creating havoc because it's all in your mind. So Jesus said that heaven is laid out upon the earth, but we don't recognize it because it's not in our awareness. He also says, and this is one of my favorite quotes from the course, that we have to remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence and to the experience of yourself as God, because our real self is love. And that's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, when you can understand that, uh, then it's it's easier to surrender to what is. Because um, when we're feeling resistance to what's happening and things are good, we don't care. Everything's great. But when when things are happening that we don't like, we care a lot, don't we? It, that, that's when the resistance changes. How can I change this? How can I change this? You change it in your mind. You can't keep trying to push out there. So... Attachment comes from expectation, attachment, control. Attachment comes from attaching to an outcome of a certain situation has to happen to bring me happiness and peace, right? Including loss, including loss. I've lost this person and I was attached. And the the reason that you're feeling the loss is because you're not feeling the love that's within you. And we don't want to make light of that and say, well, you know, you live eternally and you're not the body. That would be an unkind way to deal with, with someone who's lost someone or even for yourself. But eventually as you can, as you can stop attaching and know that God is your source and that love is within you all the time, you will begin to come into oneness with that person that you lost. Eventually you experience that we all are reunited because it's the oneness within you. So control expectation, attachment and control fear is at the core of that because anytime you're trying to control something it's fear because oh my god if i don't control it what will happen right Uh, and so you know um and yet it's kind of an outrageous thought to think don't control anything it doesn't mean don't take steps especially but take steps guided by holy spirit steps that you've checked that you're coming from a place of love not not a place of fear right? I've got to control this because, oh my gosh, um, I had, uh, I had, uh, 
the last two weeks, I had so many opportunities for expectation and attachment and control. And I just want to share a couple of brief stories with you. I, uh, I, my, my mom's been sick for quite a long time and <clears throat> really stressful. And she has a medical condition that uh, she can't really go out now to have her, uh, her blood level checked, which uh, is usually a month to month thing, but she's not able to go out anymore. And so I was working with her doctor before she got discharged from home care because you know, they would come by and check it for her twice a week. We've had to go down from a month to twice a week and it would be impossible for her to go out. And, and it's dangerous if she, she has to have her, her blood level checked. She's on a blood thinner. And I knew that she was going to be discharged in a month. And so right away, I did the responsible thing and called the office and had an appointment with the doctor and got it all organized so that she wouldn't run out of somebody being able to come to the house. And lo and behold, the month went by and I didn't get the paperwork. And I called and called and left a message for his assistant whom he told me to talk to. And she never answered me. And I got more and more agitated because it's time sensitive and we're running out of time. And this is not okay. And I, I hate to say it, but I left her quite a strong message on the phone. And then I heard five minutes later when I had calmed down what I could have said in a kind way. And this went on for the last couple of weeks. If I felt reactive I and responded that way, and then I said, Holy Spirit, help me see this differently, I would hear very clearly and it was like, my God, Shelly, I mean, that would have been a no brainer to be able to say this in a kind way and be responsive, responding and not attacking somebody, not guilting somebody, because this is in my own mind. So, uh, I mean, this has gone on and on. I don't know what will happen, but I was guided by Holy Spirit to call another doctor and then to go around this medical assistant. And I got some help from, from this other lady and, and the outcome, I don't know. Monday, I have to deal with it again, but spirit told me, Holy spirit said, you are being helped. Don't, don't worry, lay this down. So I, I really realized, wow, I have lost my peace over this. And I had to decide, you know, take responsibility. It's my own projection. And, you know, it was just uh, kind of incredible to me that I could, I just popped off again because I thought it's you that's in my way when really it was me that's in my way. And when I calmed down, I got the answers and I was able to speak kindly to people. And then I started, the ball started moving. Uh, I have a caregiver, story number two, and um, every time she comes, (laughs) God love her, she breaks something or she doesn't listen and she she makes a mess. She buys things at the store that aren't on my list and says, oh, well, and, and she, uh, this is about expectation too. And um, she, <laughs> the other one was, was about expectation and control and attachment because I have an attachment to the outcome coming out well for my mother. But uh, this little gal comes to my house and she said, oh, your plants need potting soil and they need to be fed. And I said, wonderful, because I haven't had time to do it. And she said, oh, I'll do it. And I said, oh my God, look at this. We'll see, said the farmer, right? Excellent, excellent. So she repotted, she didn't repot them, but she added soil to the plants. And she, you know, I thought, oh my God, they're going to blossom and grow. And they were beautiful plants anyway. And they just needed a little love and care. And I had no time to do that. So two weeks later, the plants are dead. They have all black leaves and my beautiful, beautiful plants that have been traveling with us from home to home that have been gifts from people to my father before he passed and everything else are dead now. And I thought, wow, what a stupid woman. 
<laughs> and then I realized, wow, who's the stupid one here? Because, you know, when I looked at that, I had a, I have a belief system about people are just stupid, aren't they? I mean, that's just stupid. And I realized that in the last little bit of time, I have been more and more because there's more light, more and more light being pressed to awaken now. And so the more you hold on to these patterns that don't serve you, that are negative, they're about judgment, the more you're going to suffer. And I went, oh, my God, I have a thought form, a belief system I've come held for a long time that people are stupid and so what happens my projection is they just keep showing up in my life i mean a doctor that told my mom just outrageous stupid medical information about what she should do for her condition and i sat there and listened with my mouth open it was like what a stupid thing to say and then i went okay i was going to write him a letter i wrote an email uh to someone I went to the HR department because I was so mad that I couldn't get on the phone. And I write a really strongly worded email. And do you know, it took me 30 minutes when I got a hold of myself to edit that thing because I sat there and I thought, this is your only work. This is what you're here to do. And I edited that until I felt love and peace and kindness and gentleness going towards that person. I was able to catch myself and reword it because that's our only work. That's the thing. So I was going to tell you, but we're, we only have about 10 more minutes about, um, anyway, those are my, these are some stories that you may find yourself in expectation, attachment, control, because Jesus says your only function is forgiveness. So when I, you know, and I know that, so most of my days are spent monitoring my thoughts and I have a lot of phone calls and I have a lot of things to do. And yet it's only important what's in your own mind. I was sitting and I was mad at it and I heard uh, guides in my head say, look at your energy. And when I tuned in, I was so aggravated and I thought, well, the rest of the day is going to be aggravating if you don't, if you don't tune that in. So I just want to offer that when you, when you push against it, it gets worse. When you back off and get, choose peace and tune into Holy Spirit and decide you're going to be kind and gentle and loving because that's who you are then things change. Um, so there's one other thing, and I have just a few minutes to tell you about it. The other road to enlightenment is self-inquiry. And Steve had brought up uh, in the last interview, Byron Katie's work. I don't know if you're familiar with Byron Katie. She wrote an incredible book called Loving What Is. She happens to be enlightened. I believe she lives in the Paso Robles area. But she wrote this incredible book after she became enlightened. And uh, she was known as that she she was was totally angry, couldn't get along with her children. People were actually afraid to be around her and totally depressed. And she ended up in a halfway house because nobody else would 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 have her and she woke up one day completely at peace and it took her a while to figure out what had happened and how to express it to others and steve was saying that he had an experience where um i said to him are you are you always at peace and he said no i still i'm still triggered i still get triggered on some things so he told a story about how he used self-inquiry from byron katie wherein she asked four questions and then she uses a turnaround and so this last two weeks, when I got really frustrated with what's going on here on the home front, I dug out her book, which years ago when I met Steve and he told me about the book, I didn't understand. I didn't know how to use it. But after reading The Course in Miracles, it was a good companion piece. So briefly, you want to say, uh, like, I thought 
you, you, you fill out this sheet called judge your neighbor and you're off asked to be as petty as possible. And when I was angry, it wasn't hard. And I wrote down, my mother should listen to me. And the first question is, is it true? And the second question is, can you absolutely know it's true? And when I thought about that, I thought, well, no, I can't know that with certainty. And the third question is, how do you react when you believe those thoughts? And I uh, totally stressed out, totally angry, totally frustrated. And then she says, can you find one stress-free reason to keep the thought? Well, no, I can't because everything around that thought is stressful. And then she says to question number four, who would you be without the thought? I'd be happy. I'd be peaceful. So the turn, then she goes to a turnaround where, and you could find this in the, in the book. Uh, it's, it's called Byron Katie, the work. It, you want to do the work. She said to end all suffering, let's do the work together. You can join her and do her work online with her. It's incredible. But the book is called loving what is. And then the turnaround is mom should listen to what I say. And it's that I should listen to what I say. And when I thought about that, I went, can I live with that? I, no, because I don't know listen to what I say. I mean, obviously, in the last two weeks, I knew better and I did it anyway, right? So it goes on like that. And what comes from the work with Byron Katie and self-inquiry is that you realize that what Jesus says is true. It's all in your mind. It's a projection. And you're the one who can change that through a series of questions about what's really going on. Um because that's what causes our pain and suffering. Now, I just have a few minutes and I'll, I'll move forward because, of course, finding your peace is about A Course in Miracles. But I also want to share that there are other ways to kind of companion that information from Jesus. And I have been listening to a man, and I encourage you to look it up if you're interested. His name is David Godman, G-O-D-M-A-N. David Godman, you'll find him on YouTube. And he has uh, he has chronicled the life and teachings of Bhagwan Sri Ramana Maharshi who lived, I think he was born in the late 1800s. He lived, he became enlightened at the age of 16. And uh, he lived in India and he was, he was the, the master there in India. And um, he taught self-inquiry. And the question that he, uh, that he asks is at the heart of self-inquiry is who am I? Who am I? Now, Eckhart Tolle tells this story too. Who am I? Am I the voice that's talking in my head? no. Who's the one that's asking the question? Uh, it's, it's the presence. I am the presence. So uh, Maharshi says you have to take the thoughts that you're thinking back to the source. So the more you catch those thoughts that are going out, that, 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 are, that are, we're shooting out there, uh, out, out there where there really isn't anything, the more you can get a hold of those and self-correct in your mind, eventually you find yourself back to the source and the, the source of what you are just completely obliterates those thoughts. And you come back to yourself, which is pure love and at one moment with God and all things. That's a very, very brief thing. There's an hour long video on self-inquiry from David Godman about Sri Bhagwan and uh, or Bhagwan Sri uh, Maharshi. And uh, it might be interesting to look at that plus the work of Byron Katie. Um, so. He says that, that uh, David Godman says that, that the Bhagwan said that the interloper, which is the talking in your mind, is like a wedding guest who's there, who's an interloper at a wedding. He's not on the bride's side. He's not on the groom's side. And he gets away and he eats and he's, 
and he's maybe creating havoc at the wedding and doesn't occur to anybody to say, are you here for the bride or the groom? That's like us saying, who is that that's talking? Who is that that's reacting? And and it's when the bride's side and the groom's side gets ahead, this is us being aware and says, who are you? You're an uninvited guest. I think that's an interesting story because that way you can pitch that out. You can get rid of the uninvited guest in your mind. So the takeaway is this, when you give a little willingness to what you see, to, to wanting to see this differently, you'll stop resisting your narrative and you'll be still in the now and be able to feel your real self. You let go of expectation, attachment, and control. Ask, who am I? Right? All of that. And uh, if you want to book some time with me, either for a reading of any kind, or you want to dive deeper with the coaching with the Course in Miracles, when I read for people, you get all of my modalities. So whatever your God self is directing my God self to tell you is what you get. So you don't have to say, I want this or I want that. You will always get more than what you thought you came for. So my website is ShellyJMiller.com, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J-Miller.com. And while you're there, join the newsletter because I do these podcasts every two weeks and here on BBS Radio 1, Station 1, if you're listening and you want to tune in live uh, and you're listening to a, to a podcast, you can you can find me on BBS Radio Station 1, Sundays, 2 o'clock Pacific time every other week. And the show is called Finding Your Peace. So let me put my phone number up. It's 949-237-237. 2960-949-237-2960. If you join the mailing list, when you go to the website, I do send out uh, newsletters every now and then that are helpful, also telling you about the guests and what's going on on the show. But, and sometimes I run, uh, running a, a, a fall special in the next couple of weeks for readings and coaching. So if that's of interest, give me a call. Uh, but, but the takeaway really is surrendering to what is, is is not something to be resisted because the the bell that should go off in your mind is oh my gosh this is an opportunity for me to come to relief really by asking who am i i'm i am as jesus says i am spirit i am not the body i am free for i am still as god created me that's one of my favorite ones and that's helped Uh, some clients of mine to remember who they are because when you learn to see with spiritual sight you know mother Teresa said every day I see the the face of Christ in all his painful disguises and I've always thought that was incredible because she could see that the people that she was ministering to were not the body they were not the body she was able to hold their image as the Christ and that is what we're being asked to do because as you do that for yourself you're more able to love your brother as yourself, like Jesus asks us to do. It's hard to do when you don't love and forgive yourself because you always then want to attack and to blame and all of that. So Don, are we almost out of time? 255, I think we have a minute left. So just remember expectation, attachment, control. Uh, when you get still and you live in the now, begin to witness what's going on. In this way, you can detach. 
you can detach. You can watch this movie that's going by and you can just say, wow, look at that. And then you can make your inner changes. That's the most important thing because otherwise you're reacting to something and you're making it real and it's not real. It's a dream in your head. I know that's a big one, but you can do this. If you want to do it, you will. Jesus says, anybody who sincerely wants to get home, but you have to want it because it's a constant watching and witnessing and choosing to remember and to forgive radical forgiveness. Nothing ever happened because it was a dream in your mind. I hope that you can take these things home with you. And if you need help, give me a call at ShellyGMiller.com. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. <laughs> I'm not even going to venture out as to what we're going to talk about next time, because in two weeks time, I'll know as I walk the path of surrendering to what is and figure out what I've been taught and what I need to share. So much love as always. Remember, you're the light of the world. Your function is forgiveness and you're very, very loved. And I'm sending my love to you. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShelleyJMiller.com.